This is this is Faith. Technologies Employee Podcast. Podcast. Plugged in. This is plugged in. Plugged in. Plugged in. Plugged in. Hi, and welcome back to Plugged In. Today's episode continues the education surrounding Faith's new centers of excellence, specifically the Solutions Group. Tom Clark, president of Solutions, had joined us for an episode in December to provide an overview of the details surrounding the restructure and introduce this new Solutions team. I encourage employees to check out this episode by visiting the homepage of the employee portal. Today's episode will focus on the energy team, its distinct solution offering, and the value it can provide to our clients. Joining me today to speak to these areas, I have Steve Neeland, Director of Energy Solutions. Hi, and welcome. Hello. Thank you, Jessica. Before we dive in, if you don't mind, it's always helpful to our listeners if they can learn a little bit more about our guest speakers. Would you mind sharing a little more about your background, your tenure, time with Faith? Okay. Well, I've been with Faith uh, roughly three years, since 2016. Uh, My background is really diverse. I actually started out as a music major when I uh, first graduated from high school and uh, at some point decided I liked to eat a lot more than I liked music. (laughs) And so I fell back into engineering, which was my second passion. I had an uncle that was an electrical engineer, actually uh, worked for Bemis Electrical Engineering for 30 years. So I went into uh, engineering. From there, I also uh, worked in IT for a while and uh, from IT progressed on to operations from operations into quality, from quality into product development, where I then went and got another degree in chemistry. And uh, before I came to Faith, I led a filtration company's efforts, uh, led their corporate engineering and uh, product development groups. So. Wow, that's great. What a diverse background. Yeah, so it's kind of kind of all over the map, which is, for, for the area we work in, energy is really great because it lets us uh, look at companies from a very, very broad base. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Uh, Well, so as we mentioned earlier, we wanted to take a little time and educate employees on the energy group, understanding really what energy can mean with faith. So maybe that's the first question. What what does energy mean for faith? Okay, so the way we uh, approach energy is uh, we're looking to help our clients develop solutions to energy-related problems into their product, whether it's how much electricity does it take to make this candy bar or what contribution does energy make to the rates I have to charge per square foot for my commercial space if I'm providing utilities. So what we do is we approach this from a number of areas or a number of ways that we attack that within the group. We, we do it through operational assessments. So you'll hear, uh, you'll hear organizations that work in energy talk about energy assessments. That's great, but that only looks at the energy piece. Sure. We look at it from a total operation standpoint. So we look at not just energy usage, but productivity. How are they doing if it's a manufacturer? How are they handling their operations in manufacturing? What does their quality look like? Can we help improve quality? Can we help improve health and safety? Because what we found is all of these things help contribute to the efficiency of how they're using the energy resources within the facility. That's great. It's a really helpful background and it helps paint that picture. Before we had you know, started on the air, you had shared some examples specific to uh, the project team's role with some customers uh, and how energy really played a factor in improving their operations and shedding light to some of the things that they weren't even aware were issues. Would you mind expanding on one of those, at least for, for our listeners? No, absolutely. Actually, there's a, there's a couple of interesting, uh, couple of interesting examples. 
you know, one thing people think that we, we try and find projects that we can execute that are energy related, whether it's an energy management system through monitoring or whether it's addressing a power quality problem or if it's looking at some type of on-site generation like solar or a microgrid or some type of storage solutions. Quite often we may have a project that results that, that drives something like that, but it can be something that really doesn't drive anything beyond just acting pretty much as an advisor or consultant for a sure. client. So one, uh, one example, we, uh, we got a call from a marketing firm in Oshkosh that they, uh, they have moved into an older building that's been renovated, beautiful old space down there, but their utility bills were just crazy as far as their electrical spend in the summer and they couldn't figure out what was going on. So uh, one of my engineer, energy engineers and I uh, went to the site just to do a walkthrough. We typically will do a scoping, kind of what we call a scoping assessment. We'll spend two or three hours on the site, getting a feel for the site, what they've got, what they don't have. That helps us determine what type of team we may want to bring in later to do a full assessment. Mm -hmm. So we're doing the scoping walkthrough and we're looking at the location and going, everything here looks great. They're, they're, <laughs> they're doing everything right. And it doesn't make any sense looking at this and, and just seeing what their utility spend looked like for electricity. And so we were like, can we look at your utility bills? So they got us a copy of the utility bills and we confirmed, yeah, that the numbers were what they were telling us. But we then looked at the meter number on the bill and thought, that doesn't seem right compared to what we saw on the outside of the building. So we go outside of the outside of the building, we look at the meter and go, hey, you know what? You're paying electricity for the microbrewery next door. <laughs> and you have been in the 18 months that you've been here. Oh, my. So I'm not going to sell you anything. I'm not even going to sell you an assessment. I'm just going to give you advice and tell you, go and call your utility. Exactly. You've got a problem. So, again, it isn't that we're, we're necessarily a generating project. We're trying to be... A trusted partner, exactly. a trusted advisor a for our clients. Now, on the other hand, um, we've been doing some work at uh, one of Covia's plants out in Tunnel City, mm -hmm. out in western Wisconsin for quite some time. And we've been working on an energy management system over there also. And uh, around the about this time, about last year, got kind of an unusual call from uh, one of their plant personnel asking all about power quality. And what are harmonics? And what does it mean to have harmonics? And what, where do they come from? And so spent a little time just kind of educating them a little bit and, and didn't think too much more about it. And then a couple months later, we get a, a, a frantic email saying, can you take a look at this? And it's a report from their utility. And what happened is the nearby town of Tunnel City was getting, they were getting a lot of complaints at the utility because they were having clocks that were running fast, they were burning out motors and small appliances like washing machines and hair dryers and uh, and so the utility over Christmas when they knew the plant would be down put metering equipment on to measure power quality looked at the power quality when the plant was running looked at the power quality when the plant was off and found out the plant was throwing so much noise back in the lines they were causing the problems in the nearby village oh, wow. so is <laughs> like what can we do with this well, the other thing we said is, well, let's look at your maintenance expenses, too, because what we found by doing that is looking at the number of drive failures, motor failures that we're seeing in the plant, they were generating about $350,000 in maintenance expenses a year also. Oh, my goodness. That could be related to the power quality issues. So we did some uh, did some monitoring, did a study, found, yeah, you have, you have really, <laughs> really bad power, like about uh, three to five times higher amounts of distortion than IEEE recommends. 
And we're now in the, pro in the uh, process of installing a permanent solution for that. Uh, basically, we are using the AccuSign. It's a product that our, uh, our friends at Schneider manufacture. Uh, we're doing a containerized solution so we can drop the containers in place, tie the gear in, and it should take care of their, uh, their noise problem. Basically, it acts like a Bose noise-canceling noise can noise headphone where it measures the noise that's coming on the power line injects the opposite noise in so it all cancels out and you get a nice perfect little sine wave coming out so wow so it's a really what elegant a solution story. yeah so we're very eager to that for that to come online uh, on the other hand Covia said moving them forward at this point any new installations or rebuilds on installations they do they want to look at this on the front end because we can predict it by looking at the equipment and how the equipment's going to be utilized in the plant we can predict the noise levels they're going to see and therefore put the solution in on the front end instead of waiting till things start to go south on the exactly. back end. Exactly. Yeah. Well, what a great opportunity for us to learn and to utilize our partner Schneider and then to grow that relationship with that customer. Mm -hmm. What a great example. Absolutely. And it's fun. So, yeah, we've, we're engaged now, ready to go into another plant in Illinois once this is working successfully, do the same thing for them there. So Great. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all that we wanted to cover today. Um, any closing comments or any additional information you wanted to share about the energy group or what's to come? Yeah. It, it, again, energy is going to be huge for us at Faith. Uh, if you look at where we're going and where energy itself is going, we're going to see a 50% increase in energy demands coming up, but carbon emissions are going to get cut in half. So I'm going to need to make 50% more energy, but do it 50% cleaner. <laughs> Sounds easy. <laughs> electricity demand. By 2040, we're going to have double the electricity demand that we currently have. Uh, all this new generation is going to have to come from someplace. And it's not going to come from big nuclear plants or big coal plants, but it's going to come from more decentralization. Probably 70% 70, 70 of the new capacity we're going to put in place in the next 15 to 20 years, it's going to be not with centralized power plants, but it's going to be more regional, more localized. Local microgrids, local solar fields, community solar. Combine heat and power for small communities where it's not long transmission lines. Because long transmission lines are expensive. They're expensive for utilities. They're expensive to maintain. They're difficult to maintain. They're not good for maintaining the resiliency of the grid. The more we can isolate and put these sources of supply closer to the end user, the less you'll have that type of thing disrupting large amounts of people. So it's, it's exciting. We're, uh, we've got a lot of infinite number of possibilities going forward. Agreed. That is very exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time and thanks for joining today. Thank you very much, Jessica. Our next episode will continue the solutions series and we'll be speaking with Jason Heindel to learn more about the Connected Buildings Group. Thank you everyone for listening in. Remember, if you have any feedback or ideas for the podcast, you can comment on an episode or email us at communications at faithtechnologies.com. And don't forget to follow our channel. See you next time. Plugged in.